Hello and welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. This is where we talk about money, investing and all things personal finance. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and it's my mission to help you make the best financial decisions because money is a tool, life is for living. But first, a message from our sponsors, MoneyHub. MoneyHub is on a mission to engage and empower its customers to take control of their financial data and improve their financial wellness. Winners of Best Open Finance Innovation at last year's Open Bank Expo Awards, MoneyHub provides a central place to see all your accounts and assets in one place so you can see exactly what's going in and out of your account. With the widest range of connections available in the UK, you can connect to your current accounts, credit cards, investments, pensions, savings, mortgages, and loans with ease. This gives you visibility across your entire financial universe. Once connected, MoneyHub will break down money management into simple, actionable steps. You can analyze your spending, see how your investments are performing, and set yourself personal spending goals. If you are a homeowner, you can connect your property and see up-to-date property valuations via Zoopla. Or if you rent, you can report your rent payments to Experian to give your credit score a boost. To get started, download the app and sign up to your free six-month trial with no automatic renewals. So you can choose if you want to continue after the trial is out. With Money Hub, small improvements lead to big achievements, whether it's paying off debt, boosting savings, or monitoring your investments. Money Hub makes money management simple and convenient. Download the app today on the Apple Store or Google Play. I will leave a link in the show notes. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Conversation of Money podcast. Happy New Year to every single one of you. Uh, Yes, you notice we have a sponsor for this show for the first quarter of this year. So I want to say thank you to the guys at Money Hub. I've actually been using the app for the last two to three months. It's very, very good. It streamlines a load of uh, financial accounts if you have multiple like me. So definitely go check out the free trial for six months. It's definitely worthwhile. Believe me, it's going to save you a lot of time and it will have some really nice features in there as well. But anyway, we're going to start this first episode of the year talking about mortgages. But before we do that, how was your Christmas and New Year's? I was in Dubai. We got back on 3rd January. I caught up with a load of friends and it felt like every single one of them had coronavirus over the Christmas period. Thankfully, none of them had like really severe symptoms where they were they needed to be hospitalized. They they said it felt more like they had the flu. And I guess I'm thankful for that because it means that everybody kind of stayed safe. But how was your Christmas and New Year's? I hope you had an amazing time. Just a couple of asks. If you have been listening to this podcast, this is the third year of the podcast and you've not given us a rating yet, I would really, really appreciate if you give us a rating on the app that you're listening to us on right now. Additionally, if you are new to the podcast, you're finding me for the first time, please consider subscribing or following again on the podcast app that you're listening to. That would really, really help the podcast. I've got some big plans in terms of trying to grow this even further in our third year. Like I said, I want to talk about mortgages because it felt like um, there was this new product that had a lot of buzz around it um, over the Christmas kind of like fest this season. And I made a pledge to myself that I was not going to do any work over that period of time, so I didn't. So this is the first opportunity that I've had to talk about it. But essentially, the reason why this mortgage had a lot of buzz around it is because it's groundbreaking, to say the least. It's got some very interesting terms, for sure. But ultimately, it's going to help a lot of people who were unable to afford certain houses or house prices to be able to do so. And I say afford loosely because 
that's a very subjective thing. And we will talk about whether you should or should not be looking at this mortgage and the things that you need to consider. And I've already alluded to the fact that they have some uh, interesting terms. I'll talk you through those terms. One in particular actually is, it's a, it's a departure from what we're used to. And it is going to take some getting used to. But nevertheless, we're going to talk about the seven times salary mortgage by Hibito. Now, to start this off, let's um, talk about some context for this. So if you are looking for a property and let's just say you saved up your deposit and you walk into a bank or a mortgage lender, uh, they are going to ask you how much you earn. Now, the minimum that you need to be earning to qualify for a mortgage is £25,000. And typically, these mortgage lenders or banks will basically say, well, well, we're going to take your annual salary, your gross annual salary, and we'll times that number by four, four and a half, or five if you are lucky. That's generally the band, uh, the, the ranges that they go by. So in other words, you'll be able to borrow somewhere between 100000 and 125000 as a budget for you to go house hunting. Now, if you're in London on 25K, you're not really going to get a lot for that kind of money. So some people argue, well, the multiples simply aren't big enough. And so the introduction of this seven times annual salary is actually good news to a certain extent. And I will talk a little bit about some of the flip side that this also introduces into the market. But what it basically means is where you had a bracket of, you know, 100 to 125,000 pounds previously, you could potentially be looking at, you know, properties for 140,000 pounds plus. It is a very, very big difference and it puts you in a completely different bracket. So that side to it is very, 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 very exciting. There is some criteria with this. And, you know, when you've got to think about this, right, these banks are introducing something, well, Habito is introducing something that is, is, it's innovative. We don't have something like this before. And the danger that you have from a corporate point of view when you introduce this kind of thing into the market is the fact that you could potentially open yourself up to uh, defaults because people may take advantage of the seven times mortgage, not be able to afford it and potentially your default rate increases. I, I mean, I'm thinking back to 2007, 2008. It's slightly different, but kind of the same premise. People were borrowing more than what they could afford and you have this danger. And so they have put some protections in place, some mechanisms in place to protect them. Now, when we talk about the eligibility for this mortgage, there is a subset of qualifications or criteria that you have to meet in order to be able to apply for this. The first one is pretty steep, but it is a means of protection for for them. And it makes complete sense when I think about it from an actuarial point of view, essentially. You know, they want to make sure that if you're going to be borrowing seven times, uh, you can afford really to, to borrow that level of money. So the first criteria from an income point of view is you have to be earning £75,000 in order to qualify to apply for this mortgage. Now, that puts you in the top 5 to 10% of earners in the UK at £75,000. Bearing in mind the average wage in the UK is around about £25,000 to £30,000. is a big, big jump. So that appeals to a certain kind of person. And you may be listening to this thinking, well, what's the point, Pete? Like, why talk about this if, 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 the, if the benchmark is so high? 
like I said, there is a subset. So let's talk about the subset. So there is a subset of professions and a subset in earning brackets that you could meet and still be eligible to apply for this mortgage. So if you are in any of the following qualifying professions, you can apply for this mortgage and you must be earning at least £25,000. Now that's more like it. That's nail on the head, right? That's about right. So the professions are police officer, firefighter, nurse, paramedic, doctor, chartered or certified accountant, barrister, teacher, civil engineers, solicitor, lawyer, dentist, architect, surveyor, or vet. Interestingly, there are no professions, roles within financial services within this, which I find really, really weird. Uh, but that's by the by. So if you're in any of those professions, then you have to be earning £25,000 in order to qualify for this, which is good news because it broadens the nest a little bit more. You can help a few more people. Now, there is a note on here in the caveat. It says, all professional applicants must be qualified, practicing and registered with the appropriate industry body. So that means if you are, I don't know, a solicitor, you've got to be um, registered with the Solicitor's Regulation Authority. Or if you're a doctor, you've got to be registered with the General Medical Council, right? You've got to be registered, practicing, qualified. So it does broaden the net, which is good news. Now, this is where you start getting into the other criteria, which can be, they are a little bit different, okay? So normally when you apply for a mortgage, your employment history, they normally ask maybe three to six months. Most places do. With this particular one, you need at least one year's employment history in order to apply and qualify for this mortgage. Which means that if you are going into a new job and you think this is great news for you, well, you're going to have to wait 12 months. You've got to be a little bit strategic with this. You can use it to plan. So a little bit, little bit of a restriction, but uh, it's there anyway. So at least one year's employment history. Now, most people that I know who want to buy property, they're in a couple. Well, there's something for couples that you need to know. So if you're in a couple, only one of you gets to use your seven times the salary to go towards purchasing the house. So in other words, if you're both, uh, if one of you is a doctor, one of you is a nurse, um, only one of you can use the seven times salary. The other person, the second person in the couple, get, can use up to 5%, so about up to 5% of the annual wage. So here is all about being as strategic as possible, meaning that if you have one person who's earning 50K, for example, and the other person's earning 30,000 pounds, well, you want seven times on the 50,000 pounds, which, you know, 7K, you're looking at 350,000 pounds there. And if you then have a look at the 30,000 pounds doing a five times, that's another 150 on top. So all of a sudden now you're looking at 900,000 pounds for a family home. That's a lot of money. And if you're in London, that gets you somewhere that will get you somewhere, really. Uh, other parts of the country, it might buy you a castle. Um, but, you know, we get to see that the multiples will work in those instances. So really important point, only one of you gets to use the seven times your salary. The other person can borrow up to five times your salary. Now with Habito, we have to talk about the deposit because this is where you start talking about mm, effects, cause and effect, right? Because you need a 15% deposit with Habito in order to apply for this. Now, if you are going for a property which costs more money and you're required to put in a 15% deposit, obviously that amount is going to be higher than if you're looking at a property for a lower value where you might only need a 10% deposit on the rest of the high street. 
This is where you have to be strategic and it takes a little bit of planning. Because you are accessing or potentially shopping around for a property of higher value, your deposit is going to be higher as well. And particularly for people who may be in London, if you're using things like lifetime ICES, well, the cap for the qualification on that is 450,000. So you may find that actually the lifetime ISA doesn't actually work for you and the benefit you're going to get from the government doesn't work for you in that instance. I mean, it, the, the, the maximum loan amount under this policy, this seven times salary policy is 1.5 million. Not that, you know, if you're buying a, a property worth 1.5 million, you're likely going to need this, but still, um, it's there. It will help a segment of the population who are house hunters right now. So the criteria is, it's pretty broad. It does cast a net, which is relatively wide. Um, but there are some, I, get, I wouldn't say restrictions, but there are some criteria in there, which is a little bit tighter than maybe what you would expect. 15% deposit is a big jump for a lot of people. The whole 12 month uh, employment um, history is also something that might slow you in your role. Now, there is a little bit of a fear that, you know, by the time you get to the space where people start to recognize that someone's applying for a seven times salary mortgage, that all of a sudden house prices go up because potentially there's more money being borrowed. There is a danger of that. And there are people who are voicing their concerns about that, which is, it is a legitimate concern. And I think when you think about the impact of 15% deposit on a higher uh, property price, you may feel as though this isn't even working at all. It may seem counterintuitive, like, because you still got to find the deposit. And if you're struggling to find the deposit, which is the trouble and the struggle for most people, well, it may feel pointless in being able to borrow seven times your salary. Um, it's a really, really difficult one to make, but I understand why the banks have done this because essentially they're trying to protect their downside. Now, I did say that there is one big bone of contention with this offering, and this is the one that takes a little bit of uh, getting used to and will take some getting used to. This is you know, you've got to rewire the way we have been thinking about mortgages since the 1970s, at the very, very least. And that is the fact that Habito require you to fix your mortgage for at least 10 years with a maximum term of 40 years. I'm going to say that again. Terms. You have to have a fixed rate term with them of between 10 years and 40 years. Now, in the UK, we romanticize this practice of taking short two-year, three-year, five-year fixed rate mortgages, because the reality is if you go back to the 1970s when interest rates were, you know, 15%, 12%, if you had a mortgage it would make no sense for you to fix or lock yourself into a rate that high because the reality is that, you know, you could go into one of those, a fixed rate deal uh, today, then in three years time, the Bank of England basement or the mortgage rates have gone down from 15% to 12%. So you would naturally re-broker, move your mortgage for the lower rate. But that is the direct opposite of where we are right now. And this is one of the reasons why these mortgages are being launched now. I actually made a video on YouTube back in November saying that 40-year fixed rate mortgages are here now. And I actually ran a poll on Instagram asking people, would you consider 
taken out a 40 year mortgage? And the answer was overwhelmingly no, by about 69%, no. And I think it's really, really important to bear in mind that we are in an environment where interest rates are at an historic low. Bank rate at the moment, 0.25%. We know that the only way interest rates are going, and we already know that that's going to happen this year, is up. And that's the reason why these are being in, being invented and being rolled out right now. Because let's be honest, the Americans have been doing this for years. It's, it's completely normal for them to take to buy property and put it on a 15-year ultra-long uh, fixed rate mortgage. They're used to that. It helps you plan. It helps you know that, you know what, you know what your mortgage payment is going to be for the very, 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 very long term. We need to get used to this way of thinking here in the UK because I don't think that there is any other way for the interest rates to go but up. They certainly won't be going down with all of the pressures that we have right now around inflation. So whilst it is a bit of a, a head turner and something that people will immediately have a, maybe a visceral reaction to, after careful consideration, when you look at where we are right now, the context of the environment where we are right now, it starts to make sense. Now, the biggest question that most people have is, well, if I go and lock myself into a 10-year, 15-year, 20, 35-year mortgage, well, what happens if the rates aren't as high as previously thought? And this is where we can get into the actual rates with Habito and the one mortgage itself. But before we do that, I think it's worthwhile actually mentioning, and I was very, very surprised when I found this out doing research for this, that unlike normal mortgages where you would have exit fees or early repayment charges if you remortgaged early or you overpaid on your mortgage, I almost said generously there, um, and it's not a case of generosity, unbelievably, these guys have not applied any um, exit charges or early repayment charges to the terms of this mortgage, which means that technically you could overpay your mortgage on one of these agreements and pay no penalties whatsoever. And that is unheard of in the mortgage space because typically what happens is most of these lenders will allow you to pay either 10 or 20% of either the outstanding balance or your original loan amount and once you've hit that 10 or 15% limit, they will then charge you and penalize you for the overpayment because essentially they've worked out what interest they're going to get over the long term. And if you're going to eat into that interest, they're going to want to compensate and, you know, recuperate it somehow. So them not putting any early repayment charges or any exit fees, meaning that you could lock yourself into a 10 to 15 year mortgage, but if five years down the line, you saw a better attractive mortgage rate you can move without charges, for me, is unbelievable. It's I was very, very, very surprised. When the news of 40-year fixed rate mortgages came out, like back in November, I said, if they have no early repayment charges, I will be stunned. And they don't have any. So that leads us on to the question of, you know, should you be using these kind of mortgages? Well, the question is, I think, Yes and no. It really depends on your circumstances. But I think, you know, if you're a first time buyer or if you're a person who is desperate to, you've, you've had a family, you need a bigger space, but you've, you're worried about how you're going to 
uh, get the funds to be able to move to a bigger place, this is a viable option for you. I think there is a little bit of danger in the fact that you don't want to go and just do this without really thinking about the financial position that you're in. You really need to make sure that you can afford this. At the end of the day, you are borrowing seven times your salary and therefore the mortgage payments are going to be reflective of that. Now, when we look at the mortgage rates specifically on Habito, and I run you through them right now, the minimum loan to value. So the minimum deposit you need is 15%. So the loan to value is 85%. The, 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 the cheapest, um, rate they have based on the 85% loan to value is on a term between 10 to 15 years at 3.89. If you go ultra long 36 to 40 years, it's 5.1%. Now, the best loan to value that you could get with them is 60% loan to value, which means you will need a 60, a 40% deposit. The cheapest rate there, again, between 10 and 15 years is 2.9. Ultra long, 36 to 40 years, 4.45%. So yes, you're going to have your mortgage costs absolutely fixed for that period of time. Your mortgage rates and your mortgage payments won't go up. And, you know, it will be sweet if you lock yourself into a 10 to 15 year mortgage and rates go absolutely nuts and you're locked in at 3.89%. You're sweet if that happens, but you've also got the juxtaposition, the opposite where actually rates might not go that high. We don't know what is going to happen. And that's where no exit charges is a good idea, but you really have to think about and sit down from a financial point of view and make sure you can afford to make the monthly payment without it stretching you too much. The temptation here is that people just plow into one of these mortgages because they want to get on the property ladder and not think about the financial side properly. You have to plan, you have to be pragmatic with this. So, I mean, that's just a very, very quick rundown of the seven time salary mortgage, which Habito have just introduced. Um, I think it's an interesting time right now. Um, I think it will help a lot of people, but like I said, you know, please do do your homework when you're uh, looking at this. And if you're looking at this, if you do know someone who, by the way, uh, is a first time buyer and one of their frustrations has been, look, my, my wages aren't increasing at the rate in order for me to be able to uh, be able to afford a property, then please do share this episode with them because I think they might find it useful. Um, but as always, I appreciate you guys for listening and thank you again for all of the support that you showed in 2021. I'm very, very excited about 2022. Uh, I, I I've got to tell you, there are some projects that um, I got presented with that I'll be doing this year that scare me, but I'm also very, very excited as well because I do believe that it's an opportunity to grow. But your support here on the podcast is forever, forever, ever, ever um, recognized and I'm grateful for it. Please continue to support us. Please do share the podcast and uh, I will catch you next Monday. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to check out other episodes and share with the people closest to you. New to investing? Check out Peter's course for first-time investors designed to give you the foundation you need. If you prefer one-on-one -on -one coaching, book a complimentary discovery with the man himself. All links in the show notes.